Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From No Crypto to No Crypto. I'm your host, the crypto coach, Blockchain Wayne, and today we're joined by Ilya Swan with Coin Payments. Ilya, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on today. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure to be back again. Awesome. Yeah, man, I'm definitely looking. I told you before, I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Uh, as a person, as someone that's used Coin Payments in the past uh, for multiple businesses, uh, it's something that I really want to highlight because your team solving a real problem. But before we jump into what coin payments is and what you all are doing there, tell everybody a little bit about your background, maybe with coin payments and also prior, what got you into the space? Um, you know, my, I started my career as an opportunist, I would say. So I did have some um, directions that I wanted to explore consciously, which was marketing, finance, uh, but eventually I fell into information technology, uh, by a way of getting a reference from a friend and him saying that it's a good company. So started as kind of a product specialist, uh, slash QA, more QA, uh, and, uh, then transitioned into QA only, uh, with a mobile gaming company and started as a quality assurance manager in, at coin payments about five years ago. Uh, since then, it's been uh, kind of a journey of learning more and more areas within the company, and that's how I became the head of product. Nice, awesome. So you you've been in so twenty five years was about twenty eighteen, right? So that was uh I probably think the yeah that, that that was the last bear cycle. <laughs> that was when there was a lot of a lot of um, turmoil in the market, a lot of uncertainty. Uh, it's funny to see that come full circle and and. You know, we're experiencing it again, and um, yeah, it's those who have been through it before definitely have a, I guess you could say a better understanding of, of how, how these market cycles work. Uh, so yeah, coin payments. So you've been with coin payments for five years. Uh, it's quite a long time in, in the crypto industry, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. In real life, either just, you know, I don't know any developers just pay the company for longer than two years, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's... uh. It's probably about the equivalent of about 15 years <laughs> when you, when you count the, the crypto market cycles. But, um, yeah, man. So like I said before, coin payments is, a is a great, great company. I'd like to share more about. So can you tell everybody, um, let's start with what is coin payments and what you guys do. Coin payments is a payments gateway specializing in cryptocurrency. Um, our selling features are, um, reliability meaning we've been in the market uh for uh over seven years i think seven or eight years uh so there is the reputation of not letting our customers down um the customers know that if they store funds on our platform they're safe there and also as crypto enthusiasts we never hide uh that it's not as that solution to forward all of your earnings from your company to an external hardware, you know, or settle it to fiat and deposit into your bank account. So we never tried to accumulate a lot of funds of our users. Our goal is to process a payment, um, allows a business to automate their payment processing for themselves, and then kind of move on from the platform with those funds to the next bank, right? Um, so that's what we've been doing. And, uh, the popularity of the platform was partially due to the large number of currencies, including tokens and something crazy like over 1800 currencies. Wow. Uh, 
but we also support many of most of those top blockchains, you know, uh, smart contracts. So ERC20, Ethereum, Front, ERC20, Solana, Sol20, um, probably forgetting something. Oh, well, Binance Smart Chain. So anything you can really think of that has large volume, we have it. And the uh, high flexibility of integration. So like one for all the small, uh, smaller business boots wants to accept payments on e-commerce, you know, WordPress, uh, to a large corporation wanting a fully white label solution, uh, by integrating with our API, um, many different industries, but the key ones I would say is, um, Forex, um, online gaming, um, e-commerce is pretty secret well, so. Yeah, very, very cool. Yeah, and I think you guys have really just scratched the surface. Uh, not saying it's coin payments, but just in general in that payment processing involving cryptocurrency because we're going to see, I think we're going to see a wave uh, as it starts to trickle more and more of traditional businesses accepting crypto. And, and I have businesses asking me all the time, how do I accept crypto? Now, some of those in person, they need payment processing terminals, right? But a lot of online uh, that's, that's where my first exposure to coin payments was. Uh, I had a website where I was selling, uh, hats, you know, crypto hats and gear, and I was, um, looking to accept crypto and I was using Shopify, a small, you know, single person business. And there was a coin payments, um, integration where I was able to just add coin payments, select, you're right, select all the different cryptocurrencies. That's what I like. Uh, I was able to set it to where people could pay. With, uh, I think at the time I had it list set for 40, like you can set how many and, uh, it, it worked great. I mean, it's one of those things that I think it's not that I had a lot of people paying me in crypto, but it was an option. And I think we're going to start to see as more and more people hold and want to start utilizing the, these different digital assets, they're going to look, where can I spend this? And, you know, having a coin payments integration is, is great. And I, I mentioned before, I even, we, we had an event in Miami. And I had, uh, I had added coin payments to the website for people to pay for their tickets. And that was at the time, that was a couple years ago, Elon Musk was hyping up Dogecoin. And so I, I selected a bunch of different cryptos that we would accept for the tickets. Obviously, you know, we want to go with the ones with the, the best liquidity or, or the not as volatile, I guess you could say, but we also added Dogecoin. It was like, well, he's hyping it up. A lot of people are buying it. Let's let them know they can pay with it as well. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was a great, great experience. Uh, so with coin payments, uh, I know you've got a great flexibility as far as uh, small business, large business can, can integrate. Um, what's been in the works for coin payments, uh, recently, I know, is there anything on your roadmap that you guys can talk about? Yeah, I'm trying to estimate what I could share, uh, but I can share, uh, there is a huge update coming and that update is going to be a some form of a new platform. Uh, I don't want to share any specific date, but, uh, I think within the next six months, uh, there's going to be a, a huge B2 of coin payment and it's going to take its level in every way from UI and UI, uh, you know, you, you probably remember that the current original platform, uh, has not really been updated because the conception, uh, which makes it a little more volunteer to operate. So we, we do realize all those issues and are working hard to, uh, making a modern, uh, easy to use product. You know, one of the barriers of entry to crypto, uh, in our observations is 
how difficult it is to acquire crypto, to transact in it, and how easy it is to make a mistake. Absolutely. Uh, so we're trying to address it in V2 while also improving you know, transaction speed uh, and uh, conversion functionality. Conversion functionality is uh, bound to be taken to the next level as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, looking forward to it. I mean, uh, yeah, I can tell you, I remember that original platform. It's it's pretty plain, basic, simple. It wasn't that hard to use, but yeah, I mean, it'd be great to see uh, a refresh on it and, and things that are that are coming. And, and definitely, I agree with you. I mean, that's why we we do what we do at FIO is because we realize that using digital assets are hard. And that's what we're going to touch. I'd like to talk about for a second because I personally have experience um, because Coin Payments had integrated the FIO request feature. And that was your ability when you decide to pay with crypto and you select a coin payments integration, right. you could pay with what we call a field request. And a field request is, is very similar. Most people that have sent centralized payment requests, like from, I know we use PayPal and Zelle and, and Cash App here in the US, but uh, you guys may use something different, but most people are familiar with that. You can request funds from someone, that person receives a request, they can open it and approve it. And so it, it was a really, um, I, I say brilliant integration in, in terms of the fact that um, I can send myself a request at checkout. So if I'm checking out on a website that uses coin payments and I have a FIO address, I can send myself a request and then to my handle, right? Wayne, at, I think the one I use in the demo is Wayne at Edge. And then when I received it in my Edge wallet, I was able to open the wallet up, approve the request, and my checkout cart was It's a perfect amount immediately, yeah. Perfect amount. I didn't have to copy and paste a wallet address. I didn't have to type in the wallet address. Once I typed it on, I mean, on my phone, once I, once I typed it in on checkout, it sent the request to my wallet and I approved it. So, you know, that's a good feature. There's, there's probably some additional, if you guys are focused on usability. Um, I know this was prior to, to my time of, of running our business development department. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, the, just the ability for user to pay with a, a handle, um, where even if they still get that QR code, they still get that wallet address to copy and paste. If you have, um, you know, a, a handle set up to go to that particular wallet mm -hmm. too, and they're using a wallet that's FIO enabled, they can just type it in and it stops those mistakes, which you are, I mean, you, you understand those mistakes. Oh, definitely. Those right. awesome. The highest is by number, uh, customer support ticket is, uh, due to payment errors. Someone not sending enough funds or. Uh, sending it to the wrong address or sending it too late things like that with few you're right like uh 90 plus percent of it yeah is resolved and it's not just like just like me talking out of thin air uh back when last time we did the podcast i actually went through the date to approve it proved it yeah yeah i mean that that's it's it's great we hear that a lot i mean from and I, I guess, I mean, I was going to say from exchanges, but you guys operate similar to exchanges. You allow users to cash out to fiat, um, people that are utilizing your platform. They, they, they can hold funds on there. As you mentioned before, uh, they mm -hmm. can withdraw it to, to their own wallet. Uh, so operate very similar to an exchange. So a lot of the customer support issues that tip traditional exchanges see. I'm sure your team sees uh, probably, probably more or, um, other, uh, even other ones because the exchanges don't have to deal with, uh, um, under over payments. That's the yeah. one. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you also think a lot of exchanges are typically, I know some people that, that I try to get in their mind, don't keep crypto and exchanges withdraw. 
but so many people just stay in that ecosystem. Like they'll buy on crypto.com and just leave it there. So they never, when I try to explain to them what FIO does, they don't even understand the problem we solve because they never sent or received crypto. Yeah. Only we, we're not changes. Changes. You're not, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and so, yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah, I, I can definitely see how that would be a pro, you know, it could be an issue. So there's definitely some more, uh, that we could potentially look at our, our head of, um, core infrastructure has developed some really cool products and even look up tools to where, say you have a FIO handle, but you don't have, you're using a wallet that does, has an enabled FIO. You can type it, you can look up that handle and it actually gives you the QR codes to all the wallet addresses. So like How you have mean? a Bitcoin address mapped to that FIO handle and you go to, the, it's called FIO.ID and you look it up, it'll actually give you that wallet address to where you can either copy it there or scan the QR code. Um, mm -hmm. So th there's, there's a lot of potential there, but it's great to see uh, what you guys are doing because I brought this up. I, I touched on it earlier, but, and, and maybe you can tell me your thoughts on this. I've been telling people that every business, I'm not talking about crypto related businesses or blockchain related businesses, any business, traditional business, I don't care if you're a plumber or an electrician, they need to have a strategy sometime in the future to accept digital asset payments. Um, and it's important for every, I say every, every company needs to have a web three strategy. I just broadly put it like that because I think they're also going to utilize NFTs for loyalty programs and other things. But in terms of payments, um, maybe your personal view or maybe coin payments view, how do you feel about that in terms of, um, do you see like a, a large potential upside that as these businesses start setting up the infrastructure, except crypto payments, we're going to see, um, kind of a mass acceleration over the next few years. You know, from the coin payments point of view, first is yet, um, because as you're saying, the adoption keeps accelerating, keeps spreading around the world. One of the big breaks is regulation. It's a good and bad. Uh, I do, I am a component of regulation in some capacity, but sometimes that regulation takes it a step too far, which stifles adoption, stifles uh, services and denies services. Like, you know, many countries, many companies uh, exit the United States because of the uh, regulations that are required as we spoke in every state. Uh, but from my personal view, uh, I've done experiments where I tried to use only crypto in my life. And that was a mix, right? Sometimes it's using an ATM to withdraw some cash. Sometimes it's paying for services directly with crypto. And, um, I am amazed that post COVID world is so reliant on credit cards. <laughs> Uh, it's becoming harder and harder to even pay with cash. It's a legal tender of a country and people deny accepting it. Um, and I think right now we're kind of going through that process of, uh, over digital digitalization through traditional finance, meaning credit cards, debit cards. Uh, but because of all of this instability that's happening in the world, and you probably heard about Canada, uh, freezing accounts of users uh, after the truckers protest and i'm not for or against the protest the fact that someone could freeze your access to funds is troubling to me this is my privilege you're not going payments yeah I, <laughs> and i think i personally agree with you as well yeah and i think over time people will realize that cash 
and assets like Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are actually more valuable than they originally thought, you know? And that's when we'll actually see peer-to-peer uh, -peer transactions and payments or service that are being. Yeah. At least that's what I see within me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, that, that's one thing I use that same example when I talk to people because same, same concept doesn't matter if you're for or against it. The fact that people have the ability to do that, um, that's, that's centralized control. And what happens when the bad actors become the ones that are in control of those on and off buttons? Uh, so yeah. that, that's always the concern. Uh, but absolutely. I, I think that, and I tell most businesses I talk to today, even if you set up your infrastructure to where you can accept crypto payments now. You may only accept over the period of a year right now, maybe a few payments that are crypto, but that's going to accelerate. And then when that, when that pendulum shift happens, you'll be, you'll already be established and set up. You don't have to scramble and say, how do I accept this? But then I think you're going to also at that point where people look at, okay, which businesses are friendly to crypto to where they accept it. And then I see that. Um, interesting what you said about trying to live off of crypto. Cause I know, uh, looking at it the same, uh, some of those card conversions have made it a little bit easier, right? Where you can load mm -hmm. a card, whether it's uh crypto.com, I have a Coinbase card where I can spend, you know, when I swipe it, I didn't have to convert the crypto. It's, it spends it for me. Uh, so there, there's some better tools, especially than there were a few years ago. Cause I had a friend, I, I first friend, I first met in 2018 and he was already living hundred percent on Bitcoin then. And it was oh, wow. pretty complicated. Like he was trying to check in the hotel and they wanted to, because he didn't have a credit card. He also didn't have credit cards. Oh, that makes me do a hard one. They wanted a security deposit. And so he had to sell some Bitcoin in the lobby to somebody. Lucky it was a crypto event to be able to pay the security deposit. So yeah, it, it was pretty, it was definitely harder then. And it seems to be getting a little bit easier as time goes on. Certainly. Certainly. Yeah. Um, so actually one thing I did want to bring up as well is that traditional finance, I don't know if you've been following the developments in the cross-border payments and how the CBDCs are being introduced, uh, into at least the realm of possibility in some countries. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, when people say, what's the use case of crypto, you can say that at least the technology's use case is valuable enough that traditional huge banks and institutions are trying to copy the blockchain technology to centralize it and run a copy of it then they can control it yeah yeah <laughs> you're absolutely right yeah i mean that's that that's it i've i've always point pointed to jp morgan as an example because they've always publicly bashed crypto but look at what they've done over the years when it comes to blockchain when it comes to infrastructure and even offering bitcoin to their clients right so yeah it's their public public stance is is uh always negative to bitcoin in the industry but they're definitely trying to copy it <laughs> putting uh putting some eggs in that <laughs> yeah yeah uh it's almost like they're trying to convince the mass media the mass uh, public to stay out until we figure out a way to, to where we can get our peace and then you can come in <laughs> that's that, that's at least how I explain it to people. It's um, you know, just just like I talk about as a parent with my kids, like they don't they don't just listen to what I say, they pay attention to what I do. So if I tell them not to do something and I do it, then they're like, Well, it's okay for me to do it. And, and that's what people need Make to also also look at when they're looking at uh you know, what what some of these companies are, are doing. The thing is too that for most people who 
most people stay within their community, you know, wherever they live, in America, Canada, Italy. Uh, if you stay within the same country most of the time and you're not even worried about any of the controls that the government might have over you, not even a thought that crypto might have extra utility because there are other alternatives to what crypto does. But crypto is unique that it offers a bunch of these little benefits together in one product. You don't have to get gold and you don't have to get like bonds, you know, and something else that, uh, like a hedge against inflation, for example, uh, if in case of Bitcoin. Um, but altogether, like with cross-border payments, you know, if you uh, know where to you where the ATMs are located, and you can get cash or like something like three to five percent immediately, <laughs> like anywhere in the world. Uh, and with um, cross-border payments, right now, it's sometimes depending on the country, a wire can take multiple weeks when it's delayed, when it's rechecked. So there are many benefits to it, but unfortunately, most people don't really care about them because it's a very niche thing to really feel the value on your own skin yeah yeah they, they haven't experienced some of the things that other places in the world have uh and i say that about the u.s i recently i have a friend in, in, uh, and business partner in the netherlands that was just talking about there was a topic at the bitcoin amsterdam event going on right now uh why dutch people don't care about bitcoin and crypto and it was really because their financial system has worked properly but everyone everyone that talks about it publicly has also added that disclaimer but things are changing it is getting more difficult we're starting to see more issues with control but places that experience hyperinflation or problems with their banks um what was it there was a country a year ago maybe it was, was it syria or somewhere else where people were robbing the bank to get their own money out I think it was that, true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was and, and it's like that we haven't experienced that. And I saw a, a poll recently about the the countries with the most crypto adoption. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty much right in line with those people that have experienced the most friction or problems with their banking system, the financial their currency itself. Uh that's where you see and places that do a lot of remittances, cross border where you have people a lot of people in the Philippines send money home that work off work elsewhere send money home same thing with a lot of uh central and south american countries a lot of those people will leave and go to other countries work and then send money home and that's where and transactions are cheap right just to spend money uh, less than a percent depending on the amount you're spending can be less than 0 0.1 percent <laughs> if the transaction is big um but it's cool that you make that example like if you uh, imagine you're a Syrian, right and you're not like the person who stores all of your money in the bank, but you had, and let's say 50% of your net worth in cryptocurrency. As long as you can cross the border, you're fine. You're fine. Because you can go to any country and get access to your money immediately. You don't need approval from your bank. You don't need approval from your government, from anyone. And that's what's beautiful about it. Right. Uh, I got converted into this idea. Um, by the book, Bitcoin Standard, pretty popular now, I think. Absolutely. When I started the job, I read it and just changed my perspective on Bitcoin completely. Yeah, I would agree. I would say that one, that one really was great for, to help me understand Bitcoin and why it was so important. And then I, I personally followed that up. And then right after that, I read the creature from Jekyll Island 
which is, I don't know if you've heard of that one. It's about no. the, uh, the creation, the, it's the history of the creation of the federal reserve in the United States and what it was designed to do and why, you know, why, you know, we're experiencing inflation. It was a lot of the problems that people see happening, uh, with inflation and with our money supply and other specific to the U S but I think you could probably copy and paste that idea. And it's probably what happened in every country that has their own fiat currency. Mm-hmm. because it's uh, it's really eye-opening and that's when you're like okay we we have a problem here it's it's coming you know in some countries faster than others but it's still coming even even here where we are i mean we've seen prices just over the last three years double and triple on on a lot of a lot of different things especially food you know the thing oh it's all over the world i traveled yeah. for the last two years up and every country has been complaining about it yeah Absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, and Ily, you know, we, we mentioned earlier, I know, um, and we probably danced around it, but you mentioned, so coin payments right now is not available in the U S and, and it's something great to touch on, uh, because I was, like I said, I was heartbroken. I was using it, but it's not really because of coin payments, right? You, you were mentioning, you touched on it earlier about the problem with clear regulation, um, to where, you know, you can operate wholly. Uh, and in the U S it's, it's, you have to have a license in every state you operate to be able to, yeah, to, yeah. yeah that is correct. If you're a money, um, management, money management business, or I'm not sure what the exact terminology is since I'm more in the product side of things, uh, you do need outside of, if there are any federal licenses, you do need a separate license in every state. If you want to do, do uh, business with customers. Uh, which makes it extremely costly and time consuming. Not only that it costs money to apply for every of those licenses, which is not small money. It's also a lot of reasons. Like you need a full and dedicated team of people going through regulations in every state, trying to figure out the process and wait, wait throughout the uh, processing time and all of that. Yeah. So that, that, I wanted to bring it up because it's important. This is not just, I mean, obviously the U S is highlighted here because we're talking about the U S but other countries, it's important that wherever you live in the world, that, that there's clear, if there are regulations, they're clear and they don't hinder innovation. So I would challenge everybody. I mean, this is not a political statement for one side of another, but everywhere where there's lawmakers and legislation, there's groups, crypto groups that are pro crypto groups that are popping up that are pushing for that common sense legislations and regulations to where it's easy for companies to do business because when you make it hard for companies to do business, I'm sure your team, just like we saw with other companies as well, they didn't want to not offer their service to the U.S. It's a big market, right? But you have to make a decision. Is it worth the headache or the hassle or potential legal ramifications if something were to happen? And that's why I challenge everybody look to find those groups that are, that are pushing for common sense legislation, regulations that will not hinder the technology um, and, and not stifle innovation. And that's where you're going to really see because that can also hinder your, you know, your country, your, your region. If, if, because um, this, this industry is going to create a lot of jobs. And I, I would say that already, because we're seeing a lot of large companies, not crypto, traditional companies that are adding crypto and web three divisions um, mm-hmm. to, you know, to their, to their um, headcount. So new jobs, that money is also spent back in the market. Uh, those people buy houses where they, you know, where they live. Uh, so it's really important. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Personally, that was just kind of one thing. No, I definitely agree about what's happening here. 
Yeah. I understand the knee-jerk reaction, and, uh, you know, they're so unfortunate from that actors. It costs a lot of money to a lot of people. Um, you know, I don't don't even need to name the names of the companies. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Um, but so that's why I think we're trying to be protective. Plus, we have, we, not we, but the crypto industry is at Ethereum, but I People don't know initial coin operating was huge. Kind of make money quick, um, period, in crypto. Oh, many retail investors lost money to that in the United States because the United States was targeted specifically. It's one of the top um, economies in the world, right? So it's understandable the reaction of the governments that they have. But you're right that the United States was built because of the free market. You do need to find the balance between protecting the investors while also ensuring that companies can be built in the United States and can make money for the for the country. Um, one thing I think that slowing that crosses down, but that's changing um, in the last year or so, is that regulators don't really understand all the intricacies of these different currencies or the different services within the industry, right? And it makes it hard to regulate the whole industry if they're applying the same rules for everyone, even though the services might be very different and the risk involved for the investor might be very different as well. Yeah, yeah, that, that's important. That's why I brought it up that uh, there's these groups because I see them. Uh, popping up and we've been involved with some at our state level to where mm-hmm. uh, we need to educate those people that are going to pass laws to say you need to understand what you're doing because your your you know your 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 area will miss out on some great benefits if you just don't understand what you're passing laws. I mean, I guess that's the history of anything. Any anytime a government passes laws on something they don't understand, it 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 causes a lot of problems. Um, yeah, like look yeah. at uh, Miami. You know, yeah. the mayor embraced crypto. And I'm not saying that crypto is the only reason why Miami exploded in the recent times. I'm sure it had a play in it, part. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know a lot of people that relocated to Miami, uh, some companies that relocated to Miami uh, so just because of that. So, yeah, you're right. That that definitely uh, proved some great benefit for them that they're, you know, that they saw not just in those companies moving there, but all the industry, real estate boomed down mm-hmm. there. Cause I have another friend, she's in the crypto space, but she's also a realtor down there. And they saw a big boom uh, with people. That's a good mix, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So Ilya, as we wrap up, and can you tell everybody where they can find out more about coin payments and follow you guys? Right. It's coinpayment.net or just general information about our services. You can self sign up for the service. Um, for the retail people, you know, personal use and just wallet and, uh, conversion of crypto to crypto, uh, and also as abilities to purchase cryptocurrency, work kind of demic arts and in Europe, um, uh, some form of, uh, bank transfers as well. Uh, and for, uh, companies, corporations, we offer a very flexible set of integrations from APIs to plugins, as you mentioned, like Shopify. Not any more Shopify, but we have a bunch of others. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that's where you would start your journey, but we're also on Instagram, uh, coin payments, 
just like that. Uh, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn actually has many uh, useful um, brochures published once a month, I believe, uh, about the state of crypto, the industry, e-commerce. So it's very educational there. Um, if uh, if I were to follow in one place, I would do LinkedIn or Instagram. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Make sure you're following them there. Even even if you're in the U.S. and you can't use coin payment services right now, I'm uh, I've got my fingers crossed that that's temporary. Uh, but we're working. You know, you're right. I mean, following the market, educating yourself, that's important as well. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world, uh, definitely follow them. So again, Ilya, it's been a pleasure to have you on here today. Likewise. Final words before we part. Well, thank you. It was a very uh, interesting conversation. I appreciate having like-minded people to talk to. And it's been awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you as well. And thanks everybody for listening. And we will catch you on the next episode. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs>